3: follow
1: the money. That's
3: what I always say, you always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v DraftKings Sportsbook official sports betting partner of the NFL and this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in free bets instantly. Download the app, use code VESA when you sign up DraftKings.com for full details. Must be 21. Here we go. It is Wednesdays with the
4: Maestro. He is the VP of Circa Resort and Casino, the Golden Gate, and the D in downtown Las Vegas. He is Mike Palm. Good morning, sir.
5: Happy New Year to everyone out there and all of our audiences and all these new burgeoning markets that you guys are in. Congratulations on all you've done for the network. This show is terrific. Happy New Year. <laughs> uh,
4: new Open. I A new
5: wall. Open. Okay. Right. okay. Wow. Right deep, deep. All right. <laughs> You're everywhere. You're, yeah, I can't, I can't. The greeting is, is going to be six minutes, but yeah, it is you guys yeah. are done.
4: Yeah. Hope you had a great new year's
5: downtown slammed as always. I'm guessing we had, uh, about 500 people in the ballroom, uh, for the, the casino player party and, and what, and what a scene that was just before midnight, as we're trying to get the countdown on from New York, as the ball drops. And Ohio State's lining up for the field goal. I said, thank God Georgia didn't have another timeout or it would have taken us through the new year on the East Coast. But the kick actually, he made contact with the ball 13 seconds to New Year's. And with 11 seconds to New Year's, we knew it was no good. And we got the final 10 seconds of the countdown. So the, the timing was terrific. I didn't do a new no hyperbole this week. But how does Ryan Day with two timeouts in a minute not get that ball to the center of the field? That's unforgivable. Unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and yeah. by the way, he's hearing about it from everybody. The fans
4: of that program, of course, they have to blame somebody. They're pissed at him and they want him gone. But they wanted well, him gone before the, yeah. uh, you know, when they lost to Michigan again. Yeah. So, Both. all right. Uh, Circus Survivor is down to three. It was down to three last week. Yeah. Here we go. We made it the whole way, Mike. Yep. $6.1 million. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well.
5: Not good for Paul, I don't think. Paul, yeah, lost a pre- couple of bets yeah. on that one predicting uh, Chicken Little over here all season. Into yeah, yes. the, the world. Yeah. Th- that is going to be done <laughs> by when? Done.
4: I mean, Jesus. <laughs> it was going to be done Pickin. by when? Like Thanksgiving?
5: It uh, wouldn't, wouldn't go to Christmas. Christmas was your key number, right? It wouldn't Yeah, get, yeah. And but, it wouldn't have. It shouldn't have, I
3: know. But it but but it,
5: w- it wouldn't. People were arguing with me. They're like, oh, it's still good. Oh, no, no it would no. have been over on Christmas Eve. Correct. It would That's not correct. have made Christmas for that event. You are The thing that killed me
3: was there was no... Uh, nothing happened during Thanksgiving. Seven, no carnage uh, with the Thanksgiving games and the. You know.
5: Mitch, we started with sixty one hundred and thirty one or whatever entries. In the first seven weeks, it was down to one hundred and thirty. In the next seven weeks, it only went from one hundred and thirty to seventy. That's crazy. We only lost wow. three on that Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah. yeah I think you're going
4: to have eight thousand people next year.
5: You said we'd yeah. get ten eventually. Eventually,
4: it will go to ten. Two years from now, probably. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyhow, we're down to three. Down to three. Any
5: so I Derek <laughs> hates this whole idea of talk, the talk of chopping. Yeah, hates hates a mild word about his feelings of that is uh, more. It's than a hate. mild word. More than hate, I think. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, who knows? I I think they've been in contact with each other, but they're playing it out. So as well, we we're not aware of anything. If they did a save, we're not aware of it. Who okay. knows? But they're playing it out. It's interesting. I mean. All three have Jacksonville, right? Yes. I mean, that's the obvious choice.
3: And because it's Saturday night, maybe do you? What do you do from that standpoint? I,
5: I only think that the if they don't use Jacksonville, each person only has one other viable option. Uh-huh. Which for Brown A, and I'm surprised he didn't use the Chargers last week. He has the Chargers, although they're only three at Denver. But remember, there's the, the difference between the five and the six is pretty significant. Do you want to go to Jacksonville? Or you want to go to Cincinnati? Um. Jed has Seattle as a backup. Right. They're six and a half. They're winning. You're in. Right. That's that's the most meaningful game of all. And uh, the enemy within has Minnesota. You know, the uh, house of horrors that Soldier Field's been for Minnesota. <laughs> I think the enemy within stuck with Jacksonville.
3: Oh, I, Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're Jed, if yeah. you're Jed, do you take Seattle, trust them at home with a the game they have to have season on the line and think the other two are going to go with Jacksonville on Saturday night? and then you you can maneuver at least you know do you want he, to play at that or do you, he, you, you are you thinking all three of us he, take jacks or well, who if, knows
5: if he does that yeah he gets to be in the same position mad dog was where he knows the exact result yeah with with only one game to go and so it's a very clear monetizing situation for him last week um see several of them wired money in and and, and hedged but they hedged against their play so if they took the lions they hedged with the bears money line if you know there's another way to do this not instead of betting a, you know a, a against the team you're on, why don't you bet with the team your opponent's on? Like with two of them on the Giants and one on the Lions, the guy on the Lions very easily make bet on the Giants, make a large wager on the Giants. Hope sure. you lose the ticket. The worst you do is split three ways. Yeah. Right. 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 Man, right. When, I, I
4: when will this be public knowledge of who they're going with? Generally it's five o'clock on Saturday nights, but we have games on Saturday again.
5: If yeah, yeah. so, yeah. so <laughs> that's know. that's a great question, Mitch. You know it, we don't really announce it. We, we've like we we don't announce the people that took Thursday night games until Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Right? right. But the show we do announce it at, at five o'clock on Saturday. Uh Generally. What time's the Jacksonville? It's the late game. That's right? five it's fifteen, late I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so we would know. We you, would you announce it before the Jacksonville okay. game. So we're probably right before yeah. kickoff then. Yeah. Right oh man, kickoff.
4: that's gonna be high drama then here.
5: Yeah.
3: You cannot screw around, right, Mitch? If you have you have to go. If you have Jacksonville, you take Jacksonville. The other guy could go Seattle though. But like your char- yeah. yeah. I, the Chargers are already in the playoffs. Yeah. On the right, I can't get involved. Let me ask in you this man, I can't get involved in a Minnesota. Who knows? Maybe you.
4: I can't do Minnesota no. either. But before you laugh at this, two people have Atlanta. What if Todd Bowles comes out this week and says, I'm not playing anybody. Brady's not playing. It's going to be Blaine Gabbert
3: where the starters are going to sit. I can't do it. In a meaningless game, I can't do do it. it. Who knows? Trask or or your buddy Gabbert, the hero, could go off. I can't. Stranger things have happened. I can't do it. No, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it either. I'm just wondering about the whole starters are not going to play angle. Give me the team that's at home for the division. I think that's
5: the, that's the, the viable option here. Or they could just take Jacksonville and hope the other two take Jacksonville. And essentially, you've created the chop. That's right. right. Pretty much yeah. yeah. that's my how yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. That, uh, you think it'll work out that they, way? They, they could have done oh. it
5: last week with Detroit, right? They could have all three right. taken De- and they just still advance to get to this point and then everybody takes Jacksonville. And you've you've constructed a chop without oh, yeah. you know w- without a lot of saying oh I trust this guy pays, I trust that guy pays. Right. Yeah. Incredible. Uh,
3: Incredible. <laughs> that they that lasted the whole season. It really is something. Put a number on it right now. Will it make the
4: whole season next year? What do you think, Paul? <laughs> it's going to be done by December 1st? I got to see how Derek
5: tinkers with him, yeah, what think, he does now, too. Think about it. Well, he, he did add the, the stipulations, but mm-hmm. um, 1,300 people the first year, 35 went undefeated. Now, you didn't have the second Christmas week. Right. And then we went to 4,100, uh, and, then, and then we had five, yeah. and now 60, 6,100, and we have three. Which is likely the result. We're going to have three at think the Think about that. It's going up by thousands of entries every and single year. And it goes year,
3: down, the number, and the of, number people of winners that get there goes down every year. <laughs> wow. This wow. is something. Well, great job, Bob. Uh, I you- think
5: if we change the rules and let everybody have 10 entries, that would help a lot too. Because a people that are limited by six that go out and find you know their neighbor, yeah. their mailman, their sister. Yeah. Their, uh, yeah. and, Did you just give something away there? And all that. Well, I'm, I'm suggesting. I have I okay. have one vote in a room that there's really only one vote.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As, yeah, as we've learned, yes. yes. So, so this is juicy as this is. Six million dollars. Three people left. Then you look at the millions. and first place is a million dollars as well. Second place, 500,000. All this is up for
5: grabs with only five picks left. First and 10th are separated by two and a half points, two and a half games, that's, right? 58 wow. to 55 and a half. So, I mean, you, if you wanted to go down to who's, who technically could win it, that's within five points of first. It's like 31 people are within five points of first. So, it, it's very interesting. Enut, who finished second in the second quarter, has had the lead now here this last month. Wow. And he's still got the half-point lead going in. One thing about that Cincinnati-Buffalo uh, game on Monday night Anybody that chose it, and it was highly chosen, especially on the Bills' side, got a half point because obviously they're not finishing it within the week. As far as live bets on the games, our rule is 100 miles and eight days. If it's played within 100 miles of the original site and with eight eight days. Now, the NFL said not this week. It would have to be played by Tuesday next week, which is so unlikely, but that's still the rules that we have to follow. Now, if the NFL comes out today and says, listen, we're not playing the game, obviously at that point we can refund all the bets. Mm-hmm. But until they say that we're not playing the game by next Tuesday, we can't do that. It's the, the house ho- rules are what gaming holds us to. You define your house rules. The players know what the house rules are. The bets they make are within those rules. Those are contracts. You can't just throw them away. Uh, and, and these companies that go and say, oh, we're going to refund this bet. We're going to refund that bet. Cause this person got injured. That person got injured. Uh, you know, they're doing something they want to do for a marketing purpose. All right, but you know there's bets on the other side because we always have two-way action. So, it uh, you know in a rare case your money gets held for eight days while we wait for an, a result to happen. That that's that to protect the players as well.
4: Yeah, I'm unsure how it works in all these other states and jurisdictions, but here in Nevada, it's like the Bible. The yeah. the, the, the state the, what what the house rules are. You're not you can you can change them. You yeah. can submit stuff to get yes.
5: changed, but as yeah, they, they're written right and, now, and has to approve the changes. Exactly right. Um, the most unfortunate thing outside of the young man's health condition, obviously is that the season win total bets are all voided if they don't finish this game. Because you must play 17 games. So even the teams are in the house, they're over their win totals, they're over their alternate win totals, Is everything's a refund. Mm-hmm.
3: you got half point in the contest here. The yes. other contest, it's a loss. Yeah. If you played the Monday night I game, just so. thank
5: God nobody in Survivor was on it. Oh my Because it's done. God. After it doesn't get played Tuesday, it would be an elimination. So yes. we avoided the Tennessee Valley Authority and we avoided anybody on this game in Survivor. Right.
3: And I, I, I can't imagine what say you, that
5: they push the playoffs back a week to fit this just, game in? The, I don't know if they can even do it logistically, the way they're set up and and what they need to do. And with Remember, Super Bowl starts setting up a week ahead. Are they going to play the the championship games? And most of the NFL's out here, that's why they give them that weekend between. They start all this infrastructure. Now, Phoenix this year, it'll be in Vegas next year. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, let's follow the money here on Vsin the Sports Betting Network. Wednesdays with the maestro here. Mike Palm is the VP of Circa Resort and Casino here in downtown Las Vegas. Up next, he will run down the biggest gaffes of 2022, the five biggest ones that uh, he observed anyway. It's called No Hyperbole. That's next here on Follow the Money.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get
3: your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on vSENG. Whatever you like, whatever you want football, hockey, basketball, Bet Rivers, as you covered. Great promotions and house specials Tuesday hockey, first goal insurance, Sunday football parlay insurance, and more at Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Here we go.
0: No bias. You will
2: respect my authority.
0: No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man. As a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This
2: is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro,
5: Mike Baum. All right, it's the best of 2022. We picked five people and counted it down that way. At number five, Offensive Guru. From October 26th, the Arizona Cardinals faced their NFC West Division foe Seattle Seahawks on Sunday. What a get-right spot for this Kyler Murley-led Cardinal offense. The Seahawks had just given up 45 points to Jared Goff and the Lions and 39 points to Andy Dalton and the Saints. Their previous three opponents had rolled up 1,400 yards of offense. On their opening drive, Matt Amendola kicked a 23-yard field goal to give the Cardinals the lead. That would be their only offensive score of the day in a 19-9 loss to the Seahawks. Were Murray and the Cardinals stonewalled by Bozo the Carroll? They were not. They outgained and outpossessed the Seahawks. What happened? Well, our hero, Cliff Kingsbury, refused to kick any more field goals. Tied 3-3 at the end of the first quarter. He passed on a 38-yard field goal on fourth and four. Trailing 9-3 early in the third quarter, he passed on a 45-yard field goal to go fourth and two trailing 19-9 with 10 minutes to go in the game. He passed on a 41-yard field goal to make it a one-possession game. Of course, they couldn't convert fourth and two again as Kyler Murray was sacked for a 12-yard loss. I wonder if Bill Bildwell realizes that Cliff Kingsbury isn't even the best NFL head coach on his staff. That would be Vance Joseph. How many straight weeks can Kingsbury make this list? Anthony Lynn, watch out. (laughs) Number four, you drink the water and I'll drink the wine from May, uh, May 5th. Tony Larusa, what a season for the White Sox. (laughs) The White Sox were swept by the Twins in Minneapolis April 23rd through 25th. On Sunday, the White Sox led 3-1 in the 7th when Twins center fielder Byron Buxton hit a two-run homer off Aaron Bummer to tie the game. They headed to extra innings 3-3. The White Sox scored their ghost runner in the top of the 10th to take a 4-3 lead. In the bottom of the 10th, closer Liam Hendricks got Miguel Sano to fall out before walking catcher Jose Godoy. This brought Buxton to the plate with runners on first and second and one out. Hendricks bounced a curve on his first pitch and the runners advanced to second and third. Now the obvious move here is to walk Buxton to set up a force play at home and a double play. Perhaps Sox manager Tony La Russa was finishing his bottle of red in the dugout, but he continued to have Hendricks pitch to Buxton, even after the count went to three and one. That's when Hendricks challenged Buxton with a 96 mile an hour fastball center cut and waist high. All Buxton did was crush it 470 feet to left for his six four twins victory. Four days earlier in Cleveland, La Russa allowed Dallas Keuchel to face 10 batters in the second inning without recording an out before making a pitching change. The White Sox, who are heavy favorites to repeat as AL Central champs, find themselves 11 and 13, three and a half games back of the Twins. The 77-year-old Larusa may be in for a long summer if he continues to look this disinterested just one month into the campaign. Mm. Number three, when the frost is on the pumpkin, then it's time for Scotty dumping. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Scott Frost comes in at number three. This entry from August 31st. From 1962 through 1977, the University of Nebraska had two head football coaches, Bob Devaney and Dr. Tom Osborne. Over those 36 seasons, the Cornhuskers went 356, 69, and 5, winning 83% of their games, 20 Big 8 titles, one Big 12 title, and five national championships. When Osborne retired after the 97 season, the reins were handed over to longtime assistant Frank Solich. In six seasons and Lincoln as the head man, he went 58 and 19. They won a Big 12 title. They played for a national championship in the Rose Bowl and finished in the AP top 10 three times. And for that, Solich was fired. 10 and three, unacceptable. We are Nebraska. As a side note, Solich would coach Ohio University for 16 seasons, winning 112 games and four MAC division titles. Enter former Raiders coach, head coach Bill Callahan. Now Callahan thought the best thing for the Nebraska football program and the entire state's identity was to abandon the power running game in the I-Formation and install the West Coast offense. That experiment failed miserably. In four seasons, Callahan went 27-22 and 22 and captured just one Big 12 division title. The Huskers then turned to former defensive coordinator Bo Pelini. Pelini spent seven years in Lincoln, winning at least nine games every year, finishing 67-27. and 27. He won four division titles, but never a conference championship. He was fired at the conclusion of the 2014 season by AD Sean Eichhorst. At the press conference, Icor stated that Pelini, quote, hadn't won the games that mattered most. A 7-12 winning percentage. Unacceptable. We are Nebraska. Mm. Next in the barrel was Oregon State head coach Mike Riley. In three forgettable seasons under Riley, the Huskers went 19-19. By all accounts, Mike Riley is a tremendous human being. And Lincoln, he was the devil. And so interstage left our protagonist, Scott Frost. Frost's quarterback, the Huskers, to a shared national title and Osborne's final season in 97. As a coach, he had been successful offensive coordinator at Oregon and then had led Central Florida to an undefeated season in 2017 and a victory over seventh-ranked Auburn in the Peach Bowl. He would surely return to Lincoln and lead his alma mater back to the rightful place atop the college football world. In his first four seasons, Frost went 15-29, including 5-20 and in one-score games. Instead of firing Frost last season, AD Trev Alberts got Frost to agree to a salary decrease and forced him to hire a special team coach. They didn't have one during Frost's tenure and lost at least three games because of it last year and a high-profile offensive coordinator in Mark Whipple. And so the Cornhusker season began in Week 0 in Dublin in a clash against Big Ten foe Northwestern. Both teams closed last year with six straight losses. In fact, Nebraska's last win was a 50-point drubbing to the Wildcats. The Cornhuskers entered the game a double-digit favorite, even touching 14 during the week. Trailing at half, Nebraska scored 14 points in 28 seconds to take a 28-17 lead, with nine minutes remaining in the third quarter. All the momentum was with the Huskers. This would be a huge season-opening win to propel the program forward. And what did our hero Scott Frost do? He attempted an onside kick, an unsuccessful onside kick. Onside kicks would have a success rate of less than 24% in college football in the last decade. Boyoed by great field position, the Wildcats scored a touchdown to climb within four, and the Huskers wouldn't score again. There's six possessions following the onside kick. 23 plays, 85 yards, four punts, and two interceptions. Northwestern won the game 31-28. Leader of men Frost was quick to assess blame postgame. I think our offensive staff has to learn you've got to be more creative in this league. Mark Whipple has had successful stints with the Eagles, Steelers, Browns, and the University of Miami and Pitt. Of course, he was to blame. It was the stale play calling. The stale play calling that had the Huskers up 11 in the third quarter. The nerve of Frost. The audacity. 10 and 3 under Solich wasn't good enough for Nebraska. Nine wins under Pelini every year was scoffed at. What would a Husker fan do for a 10 and 3 season now? Trev Albert should have fired him on the tarmac in Dublin and forced Frost to find his own way back home. But a last Frost contract buyout decreases from 15 million to 7.5 million on October 1st. When the Frost is on the pumpkin, then it's time for Scotty Dumpin. Number two, Angels, we have heard on low. Angel Hernandez, of course, this entry from July 14th. Holding down the number two spot on this year's best is a man who is known for being the very worst at his craft, Angel Hernandez. You've heard of the blue and the gray. Well, last Friday was the battle of the gray and the gray in Dallas, Sonny Gray of the Twins and John Gray of the Rangers. The Twins trailed 6-5 heading into the top of the ninth and had center fielder Byron Buxton leading off. Buxton hit a chopper right over third base bag that drew chalk as it landed. Rangers third baseman Josh Smith could not field it cleanly and the Angels had the speedy Buxton on first with no outs. Or did they? Well they didn't because Angel Hernandez was the third base umpire and emphatically and inexplicably ruled the ball foul. And worse news for the Twins, it was not revealable. But wait, it only gets worse. Let's go back to Saturday June 25th, Pirates and Rays from the Trop in Tampa Bay, bottom of the second. Rays center fielder Brett Phillips hits a routine grounder to second base. Phillips hustled down the line when it was clearly out by a long stride. Our man Angel was on the scene as the first-base umpire and called Phillips safe. Shades of the Red Sox-Yankees playoff game where Hernandez was overturned four times in one game. Four times as first-base umpire. Pirates manager Derek Shelton did need his replay team to call down and tell him to challenge. He did so immediately, and the review process took less than 15 seconds to overturn the call. Here we have two of the most egregious calls of the season by Hernandez in just three weeks. And what makes this especially outrageous is that Angel is back in court again. You may remember his 2017 lawsuit against Major League Baseball, in which Joe Torre testified that Hernandez has not demonstrated the leadership ability and situational management in high critical pressure roles. Last year, a district court judge, while recognizing that minorities were underrepresented in umpire promotion, ruled that Angel Hernandez was not good at his job and threw the case out of court. Number one, hide the children. It's Leah Hextall from November 2nd. Last night, just after 10 p.m., my wife and I were in our bedroom preparing to turn in. She was holding our eight-month-old daughter trying to get her to sleep. The last live sporting event of the evening was ducks at sharks. I flipped our TV to ESPN to check the score. My wife, who was paying no attention to the television, within five seconds exclaimed, oh my God, what is it? Turn it off, the baby will never be able to sleep. The woman, of course, is Leah Hextall. My wife does not follow sports, but she knows when something is out of place. The game went to a shootout after 5-5 regulation and scoreless overtime. The final shot of the shootout puts a nice bow around Hextall's performance. Anaheim led 2-0 after the first two rounds. Eric Carlson who had his first career hat trick in the game, was up next for the Sharps. He needed to score to extend the game and convert the third round attempt. However, Hextall had no idea of the situation at all. If Carlson scores, the game is over. All the pressure is on Stolarz. How much longer can ESPN allow this travesty to continue?
4: Rapid fire today. Yes. The there you go. To put a bow on the season. Great job. Up next, Mike told us off the air. Georgia, Ohio State, the results smoked the house. Everybody won. So how bad was it?
3: Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet V-SIN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10, plus get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Wagering at more than 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks, First Bet app, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport, secure payments, great customer service, and a reliable website. Details at vcin.com horses. Sign up now couple of things here as we continue with
4: the maestro here on a Wednesday, Mike Palm, VP of Circa Resort Casino in downtown Las Vegas. We're getting tweets. We're getting emails asking you about your win total comment. Uh, is it only for Cincinnati and Buffalo or all teams in the, in the NFL? Ahead, no, the no.
5: Well, the stipulation is you must play 17 games. So it would only be Cincinnati and Buffalo yeah. unless some other game wasn't completed this weekend. Um, you know, in baseball, different books have different rules about the 162. Some are 160, some are 150, some are 162. That's probably the most relevant one to check. But NFL win totals, usually you got to play out your whole schedule okay. for them to apply.
4: You told me on New Year's Day off the air that you got absolutely destroyed on the Georgia-Ohio State game. Can you explain how and why?
5: Well, I don't know that we took a bet on, on Georgia at all on Saturday. But it was just, it was. I mean, the number went all the way down to four. I mean, it was it was crazy, and uh, that was the right side, obviously, with Ohio State. Uh, and then to boot, we can't even kill the money line parlays with Georgia because they I end am. up winning the game. So it was just a, a disaster all around. Although TCU winning was good for us, I mean, we, but nothing to compare. You know who the luckiest guy in the world is? Johnny Avello who DraftKings opened in Ohio on the 1st. He <laughs> yes. he avoided that eight-figure whacking today, you know. Just hours before they opened when yeah. he had got Ohio. If, if you think yeah. it was bad here, <laughs> yeah. every, oh. think about, le- legitimately every yes. single bet there yeah. would have been on Ohio State. He said they wrote in the first 2 hours over 10 million in action. <laughs> I must have been all on the Browns and the Bengals. <laughs> oh in 2 hours? <laughs> yeah. That's what he he was on. We saw I saw you outside the studio. You yeah. were going on with Brent on the countdown in the last segment and Johnny and I were on the first segment.
4: How did uh, Ohio State not win that game?
5: It's it's pretty amazing. Um I guess for Michigan fans there's some solace in at least Ohio State's not getting to the title game after you beat them handily in in Columbus. But they were the better team on that day. It it it's I, I don't know. They do some things offensively. That they should be better. You know what I mean. That they they he gets a little conservative. He gets how about smart calling the timeout right before the fake punt? Huge. Like, Huge. But Probably the key Huge. play of the whole game. It was <laughs> yeah. game's yeah. over if yeah. yeah. he doesn't do that. Harrison, and, uh, Harrison also getting
3: hurt. Yes, Harrison going out was enormous.
5: You made the comment, Mitch, and then to me that morning, Sunday morning, and then you said it, I believe, on your Monday show, and there, you know, it's on every commercial here that you thought this was the greatest Final Four of all time. Yes, because I, pe- people have it in their heads that this, the March Madness and Final
4: Four is great every single yeah. year. It, all you have to do is go back and look. You rarely have a good Final Four in college basketball.
5: Can I suggest one football playoff and six college basketball Final Fours that I think are better? You have
4: six Final Fours.
5: That college football, now this includes the championship, so I can't just grade uh, it on the semis. Okay. But the, following the 17 season, Alabama 4 beats Clemson 1. It was actually a closer game than that. A couple Kelly Bryant interceptions. Alabama 24-6. Then you had that incredible Rose Bowl, Georgia and Oklahoma, the Great double game. overtime, and then the overtime classic Alabama well, and Georgia. Well, if you include the national title Well, game. I did, because when I say Final Four, I always think of it as three games. Let me suggest the basketball ones, and I'll rank them 6-1. to one. Oh, my God, okay. <laughs> 1991, Duke avenges a 30-point loss in yeah. the final of the year to shock UNLV. Kansas upsets Carolina. That's when Pete Pavia ejected Dean Smith in that game, late in a close game, gave him a second technical, because he said, hey, Pete, how much time do I have left to make a substitution? And then Duke beats Kansas. Number five on my list. He teed him up for that? Yes, Pete Pavia. I, I never... Jeez. Dean Smith, he said, whistled. Billy Packer reported on it right at the time. He said, "All we were here. All he said is, how much time do I have left? Wow. It was a, it said was a good, he was goading me. He was goading me.
4: Good and, Final Four, but the fact that Duke, UNLV, cannot qualify for me.
5: I, I, But th- that's a that's a pretty monumental final four. It's, a, and a, it's a huge, yeah. All right, I go to number 5, 85, with the year of the three big East teams. Mm-hmm. Georgetown beats a really good St. John's team yep. in one semifinal. And Villanova, who had upset Carolina in the Southeast Regional Final, upsets Keith Lee in Memphis State and then plays the perfect game in the National Championship to it beat It's a great Georgetown. final four. Walter Berry and Chris Mullen. Mark Jackson on that yeah. St. John's team. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. And Georgetown handled them easily, really, in the semifinal. Uh, number three on my list is 1983. The two Cinderella's meet in one semifinal. NC State beats Georgia. Georgia, who had upset Carolina in the regional final. And then the second semifinal was a tremendous game between Houston and Louisville. And then, of course, we all know they're in the pit. NC State uh, beats Houston in the, in the big upset. Uh, my favorite story from that is Valvano talking about how he t- called his mother on the morning of the game. And she said, Jim, I got to be honest with you. I took Houston and laid the eight. <laughs> <laughs> number, number number four. That was I skipped one. Number four, 1979, maybe the final four that really launched the era of March Madness. Um, remember, Michigan State beats that upstart Penn team. Penn made the final four that year. Mm-hmm. And then Indiana State beats Mark Aguirre and DePaul in the second semifinal. And then, of course, Bird. Uh-huh. Bird magic in the NBA has changed for the next two decades. Number two on my list is 82. Uh, Carolina beats the the young version of Five Slamma Jamma in one semifinal and Georgetown-Louisville in the other. And then, of course, the Freddie Brown game uh, in the in the Superdome with Carolina winning Dean's first title. And then I have 93 as number one with three Can number ones up. and a two. Carolina beats Kansas, but the Michigan-Kentucky overtime awesome. was one of the best basketball games I ever watched in my life. And then, of course, UNC and Michigan went back and forth. I thought many people thought the Fab Five would win it, but Carolina. That was a very good there. Final Four. Yeah.
4: that was Jamal Mashburn was one of my favorite. Yeah. That, uh, he fouled out of that game against yeah. Michigan. If he doesn't follow out, I think
5: Kentucky mm-hmm. wins that game. But the, I present I, those as options to okay. maybe better than what, what happened Saturday. Fair well
3: enough. I yeah. thought I thought there'd be blowback because it's you got a hundred and two and a half in play total. I mean, there wasn't exactly a lot of defense. I, I, I in thought those the games.
5: second game was much better than the first game in terms yeah. of play. Sloppy turnovers. The first game versus, yeah. was r- ridiculous with the big it, plays. It really and was. Michigan yeah. allowing every time they come back, three plays and TCU would score another touchdown. Yeah. The, how did TCU defend that running game with a three-three-five? That's boggles my mind. And I'll tell you that the number on this game, I think, is too high too. I said it should be uh-huh. ten. I, I can't. It touched fourteen here. on Yeah. 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 It's, well, how, how long did it remain at fourteen? Yeah, less than an hour. Came okay. right back to 13 and a half. Yeah. I, the the
4: I, third I, quarter in the Michigan TCU game uh, was just completely off the rails.
5: Yeah. I don't know. I mean.
3: 44 points. Whatever oh, come on. My you God. You take the first drive
5: of the game. You <laughs> get to the two-yard line. That's the time to show them that you're the, the more power and run the ball right at them. Yeah. You've run a trick play down there. I thought that that's a bad sign. It's like when, what did uh, Schnellenberger say? When they ran the fumble ruski, we knew we had them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's right. What he said. They do were you, desperate. <laughs> do you think Harbaugh will leave? I mean, it is Bruce Feldman
3: saying that it's a done deal if someone throws the bag at him. But I,
5: I thought if he'd have gotten to a title game at least this year, he would have stayed. There would be no question. But to lose again in the semifinal again, again, and the bowl again, again.
4: But also, it was a fluke, though. It was a fluky loss. They never should have lost that game. We should have both Big Ten teams in the championship game. Quite honestly, Michigan killed themselves in that game. I thought, what Derek Stevens? Went to Michigan, mm-hmm. huge fan. Yeah. Why doesn't he come over the top and say, "Oh, you want to leave? Well, how about this? What I'm going to offer you? Why you, Here's a little money too. Uh, yeah. He's
5: not that big of a fan. <laughs> 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 it was tough for him, though. I mean, I, I, they, everyone from Michigan thought this was this was going to be their yeah. year, and they would have a shot at redemption against Georgia. Or if it wasn't, they could really bury Ohio State. I mean, it was all a great storybook ending to this thing. But also,
4: I mean, to to make the point for him to stay at Michigan, he is 58 years old. Mm -hmm. He could be, he could at this point now, he could be here as long as he would want, obviously. And he has kind of established now that maybe they are the big brother in the Big Ten compared to Ohio State. Oh, has
5: he established it? Uh, Maybe. I said maybe. Who's more like, which Harbaugh is more likely to be in their current job in, in three years, Jim or John?
4: Now, that's a phenomenal question. <laughs> I think they like him there at Baltimore. I, sometimes he, your message grows
5: old. I think he's a favorite. really sure. good coach, but All I think sometimes right. the message grows stale. Great ball. It's yeah. The same organization, this, Brian Bell's team could be undefeated. Stop listening right. to me, yeah, Sam. Yeah, the, yeah. the message right. just grows stale.
4: Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, would, you, would you consider them dangerous in the playoffs? I mean, I'm talking to make a deep run if Lamar comes back. Yes.
5: Yeah. This team lost every game in inexplicable up 10. That's in the fourth. That it, is this,
3: true. I think they're right there. I think they're very live. I think the AFC is absolutely nuts. What a playoff this is going to be oh, in God. the AFC. Well, this is really funky, too, if they don't make up the Bills game, because then it's going to be Cincinnati and Baltimore, and likely back-to-back weeks. And meanwhile, Jacksonville's playing pretty well, too. Yeah, that's a, a tough they're not. They're not like Tampa to me. I mean, to, yeah. to me, Tampa's just... A,
4: a non factor. You you imagine how good Jacksonville and the Chargers might be in the first round of the playoffs?
5: Remember Jacksonville came in here and killed, killed the Chargers the, the in the Chase May Daniel three. game. Yeah. 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 The Chase Daniels a <laughs> starter on the jumble, That's right? Remember that back? Yes. The 7 seven three, seven three, like this. Yeah. Yep. Good yep. call. And they, they killed blew, them. they blew him out. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay killed Dallas yep. on opening yep. night too. Yep. Uh uh-huh. They couldn't move the ball at all on him. Uh what, so he said he would bet if, if the numbers
4: three, mm-hmm. he's gonna bet Dallas. Uh Ed Sammons at the Westgate. And the fellows over there said they would make the Cowboys actually four and a half. I
5: would bet three. I wouldn't lay four and a half. I'd lay no. three. You would lay. Three? I'd lay a field goal. Oh, he Is would've. Minnesota going to be favored
3: at home? It'd be three against three. the Giants, according to Chris Bennett. Oh, did they
5: and get the Giants? Yeah, that was the, almost an overtime game too. I know we're going to talk about this next, but yeah. he should he should be coach of the year, Dable. I don't even think it's close. You don't think it's close? Okay. I don't. With that roster? That roster. That's and a if huge you watch deal. these coaches like we do and talk about game management, he does not make game management. He's one of the few guys that manages games and doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. All right. We'll <laughs> go down that path coming up next and uh, run in pocket plays uh, by
4: you as well. What we're betting here on Follow the Money. It is VSIN on the Sports Betting Network.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube,
3: or wherever you get your podcasts. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college
0: basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to one on anything. You take it.
4: I it. It. bet you twenty bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. No. Nope. Five to one. No. Nope. Ten
3: to one. You're right. All right, let's go on to week eighteen. And how high does this go? Mitch posed the question earlier in the week. Especially if you get a Seattle win in the late game that eliminates the Lions Sunday night, late four with the Packers. I like Green Bay even if Seattle blows it, and it's a winner. goal. Well, wouldn't that be great? Oh, I'd be. Um, that- oh. See, I want the Lions in the
4: playoffs. That'd be awesome. Part of me wants to take uh, Rams' money line. Yeah. Part of me, because the NFL is going to get – it's a perfect scenario then for that for the That's uh, right.
3: league. That's uh, right. This moved. I thought it was way too high, especially with uh, – I don't trust their defense. And Stidham was great last week. Raiders plus 10, down to 7.5 now. Uh, this was correlated. I had the Bengals on Monday night, uh, and I thought the Bengals would win, and thus the Bills wouldn't play people. On Sunday, took plus 280 with the Patriots on the money line, stuck with that ticket, and uh, I don't get this. It's 40-and-a-half now. Brown Steelers under four. Who's scoring in this game? Uh, Have we watched Pittsburgh? Nasty defense, we know. I mean, you got, it's like, okay, pick it, go win the game with a minute left. That's what it's been the last two weeks.
4: So that number originally did tick down to 39, uh, but now it's back up to 40, 40-and-a-half. 40 and a half and Watson has book. done
3: nothing since coming back. Other than you know, the dump off the Cooper, which he housed, and then they were set up by three Wentz interceptions. By the way, we have news there. Uh, Heineke's back in, yeah. and then Howell could see some time for boy, Washington. Boy, I, I, uh, I'll, yeah.
4: give, I'll give Michael Lombardi credit on this. He's been all over Ron Rivera now for a long time, yeah. pointing out his overall record. He's not a good coach. The, the, the guy, I get what he had to go through. I, I may, Maybe he steps aside for a little while. He screwed this whole thing up. And then last week when he was asked, hey, what if you're eliminated? What, we can be eliminated? That's as bad as it gets. You didn't know that you could be eliminated?
3: That's... uh, How do you admit that? That's damning. I'm with
4: you. uh, We have a couple of common plays this week. I'm also on uh, the Packers minus four... You know, here's the thing about Dan Campbell. Even if they're eliminated by kickoff, he's not gonna, he won't lay down. There's oh, no no, way. no, oh, he'll, he'll, he'll play go. to win that yeah, game. He love yeah. But the, the point is that number was only gonna potentially go up. I don't think it was ever gonna go below four. It could only have the potential to go up. I'm also on the Browns Steelers under 40, and I bet a little bit
3: on uh, Colts Texans under 38 and a half as well. All right, there you go. In pocket presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at betrivers.com. What, uh, Michael? What do you think of Dobbs? And if he'll be able to have any success
5: against Jacksonville in the play-in game? Well, one, you have to play him. Malik Willis is not an NFL quarterback. I he may not, never. Not. He may never be, but he isn't right now. That's true. I think Jacksonville's defense is better than the Cowboys. I think he's going to play a little bit better of a defense. Now the cow. The Cowboys are all. They got to get to the passer yeah. because they can't hold up in the secondary. So you know they're a kind of a feast or famine defense. Um, I don't know. You've uh, once again took a team that doesn't have a very good defense. T- Tannehill and then Tannehill hurt. I know they lost all these games in a row, but he still got him in a position he could still win the division here. I think he's an awfully good coach, but I think everything's going the way of the Jaguars here, and I, I would not want to be on Tennessee. Now I do have a, a Jaguar ticket that I thought was dead that I bet plus three eighty after week three to win the South. Um, maybe I uh, take a little uh, take a little six and a half here, or maybe even little put him in a teaser. Get it up uh, with another teaser I like or two that I like here. But I'll, I'll do some monetizing of this ticket. But I feel I'm in pretty good shape here. So mm-hmm.
4: your theory on this would be to try to middle it and win both bets as opposed Why to not? coming over the top and going Titans money line.
5: Yes. I, I, I feel in good position here. Uh, at 230, I don't think that's the right price. I'm not saying for the line. I don't think it's the right price. I think Jacksonville probably wins this game four out of five or five out of six times. Okay. Can you
4: expand on this? You briefly touched on it in the previous segment mm-hmm. that you think Brian Dable should
5: win Coach of the Year. I don't disagree, but tell us why. He's got a team in the playoffs, and you look at that roster. They're just not that good outside of Saquon. Look, they didn't they they didn't take the option on their quarterback for the fifth year. What does that tell you? They were looking to dump this kid, and he's got him into the playoffs now. I I watch a lot of game management, time, score, situation. Nobody seems to know what they're doing with it. They don't know how to use their challenges. They don't know how to use their timeouts. This guy knows. This guy manages every game and gets every ounce out of his team that he can and has won these close games. They've come back in second halves and game. I I think it's, you know, is is there an argument for Peterson? I think that roster is a lot more talented than the Giants roster. Obviously, Shanahan had to do it with no Garoppolo, but this looks like a a plug-and-play with Purdy. Speaking of Purdy, I see he's down to around 5-1. I bet him after his second start at 22-1, to one, but I don't think we can get home with that one. But this is an interesting choice. He hasn't lost a game yet.
4: The thing that you have going for that, well, not only that, is that uh, nobody else is really shining. I, unless Kenneth Walker has a really good game this week, yeah. his overall numbers are going to be pretty good. I think he probably wins the
5: award. But what if he throws up a dud game for the Seahawks? You think Wilson mm-hmm. wins it if he throws up a Is Wilson in the spot to pick it up, or is it Birdie nah. if... if if, I'm not. I'm limping down the
3: stretch, uh, which I know the quarterback yeah. plays that had something to do with. That yeah. was the thing. If Walker didn't go off last week, you really have a, a shot yeah. with Purdy. Yeah. Because Olave uh, got hurt. Watson's been hurt. hasn't done anything, and, and Wilson's been stuck with Zach Wilson throwing him the ball. With White getting hurt, and, and Walker was hurt and didn't do anything until the the Jets win.
5: I'd give it to Peterson before I gave it to Sirianni or Shanahan if I had a vote. So would I. Uh, He would be my second choice for the award. And and the 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 thing to go back on what you said
4: about Sirianni, the thing that killed him is, I mean, if if they go sixteen and one, it's tough to ignore.
5: I said if they were fifteen and two or sixteen and one, Hurts wins the MVP and he wins the Coach of the Year. There you go, there you go. But now he lost two winnable games with Gardner Minshew. They could have won this game in Dallas. They lose at home to the saints yep, no longer the case no. and
4: so a guy like dayball really is sticking out and i just i regret it because we talked about it briefly last week when he was 16 to 1 and i mm-hmm. never i never got into any of that i didn't
5: mm-hmm. you, you, now in this comeback player of the year market it's like a pickem with the, yeah, the coach, yeah. with geno and and McCaffrey here yeah and saquon and on the heels saquon right behind him at two, 2 to 1 or 225 or whatever it is There's, i could see 120
3: yards rushing 80 receiving and two, three touchdowns for McCaffrey Sunday. Oh, unless they sit him. Yeah. which I, they, I, could see a, I think they sit Barkley. They get out right
5: to a
4: 21 nothing lead. What's the point of playing McCaffrey else, anymore? Right,
5: yeah. But they want them They would not need to win. They yeah, could they be, be the one. Yeah. Or, they, or they, they're yeah. guaranteed the two. Or they could be the one. Right. Uh, the one, obviously. But you want to be the two. You want Minnesota to come to San Francisco if Minnesota gets through the Giants, right? You don't want to go to Minnesota and have to play on the road in the second round.
4: Yeah. Do you think Green Bay could be live if they get into the playoffs? Thinking that their first-round game is going to be against San Francisco. That'll be the matchup.
5: It's a tough defense, but you know here you're taking on a rookie quarterback who's making his fifth start or whatever. They Nobody will want to play Green Bay. I mean, their defense has done enough to win these games in these last few weeks, really. I mean, that's what, and I know Tua was concussed, but... Give him a little roll here. He's a very accurate passer. He's not going to turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. You're not going to beat him. The reason they didn't go to the Super Bowl last year is because they had no special teams. They never. They were the worst special Terrible. teams, and they blocked the punt. Yep. Or the whole story's different. It ain't Matt Stafford. They went all, and they went for broke, and they won. Yep. Green Bay's in the Super no, Bowl. No, Packers are going to the Super Bowl if they don't blow that game. No, No doubt. The
4: Rams are not going They're to go not to Green going Bay. To that no. Yeah. They were not. They were not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the thing. Pur- Purdy can... He's going to throw a couple of, he did last week again, like the Packers defense, they can pick
3: him off a couple of times or make it difficult on him mm-hmm. for sure. What are your thoughts uh, almost the midway point of the hockey season and future tickets you have?
5: Well, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy with uh, the Stars. I know they lost last night, but uh, so far in that division with Colorado looking very ordinary, that uh-huh. becomes wide open. And obviously, uh, you know, I've been talking about this for four or five years. Gentlemen, Jim Montgomery, look at how be- well the Bruins are playing. They haven't lost in regulation at home yet. I know Buffalo came back and beat them in overtime. They haven't lost a home game in what twenty-one games in regulation yet. It's incredible what they're doing, and now they're the favorites to win it. I like it when you bet a team thirty-five to one, and now they're five to one. That's sure. that's pretty good. Let's right. hope it can continue. Oh, you're holding thirty-five on them? Yeah, I bet four teams before the season uh, to win the cup, and so two two in the east and two in the west. Uh, I St. Louis probably was a bit, but. Uh, St. Louis, Dallas, and then I bet Carolina uh, and Boston. What's so. going
3: on in the Pacific? Calgary, Edmonton down. Kings are a surprise. I find a babe. price
5: for the Knights not to win the division. Not Fights to? Not to win the division. Okay. I think there's. I, I just don't know. I, I, you th- Edmonton should be better. Calgary should be better. Markstrom should be playing better, and he's played a little bit better. It was, um, but both those teams should be better. I think it's just such a weak division, the Pacific. Although the West might be weak this year, mm-hmm. the East might be a lot stronger. It appears so. Carolina, what did they want? Eleven in a row, and then yeah. they, they they twice had the lead last night in Madison Square Garden and ended up getting beat five to three. But they they make you work every night, Carolina. You have to play a great game to beat them. Yeah. So you think mm, Vegas? is not that good of a team. No, I don't. I'm I'm out on Vegas. You're out. I, wa- I watch them play too much. I'm out. I just watch them wow. play too much. This is not a. I don't think they can I I thought they wouldn't make the play they're gonna make the playoffs this year, but I don't think they're gonna make any noise. Kings are seven to one
3: at DraftKings. Seven to one?
5: Copic or whatever this kid is. Four points back.
4: Copley, Copic. All right. Who scares you more in the AFC? Bengals, Bills, or Chiefs?
5: Scares me in terms of what? To win it? Yeah. Scariest team. Bengals. Bengals. Yes. Bengals. Bengals, then Chiefs, then You can say it because
3: you can't prove it, but I I think Burrow was going for 400 Monday night. So (laughs) do I. So do I. All right, B minus. A
5: little high.
4: A little high. Wow, okay. If you miss any of the show, search (laughs) Follow the Money wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you tomorrow.